You are listening to Level Up Your Gaming Podcast, Episode 93, Pushing Characters Outside of Their Comfort Zones. Today we talk about pushing the boundaries on comfort zones. We discuss how you should approach adding new concepts and content to a group of players. We also discuss the pitfalls you could encounter along the way. If you'd like to participate in the discussion or leave us feedback, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. If you like the content and want to hear more of the show, subscribe and we'll ensure you don't miss an episode. New episodes come out almost every Wednesday. Also, please review, tell a friend about the podcast, or share with your gaming group. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Level Up Your Gaming Podcast. My name is Aaron. And joining me in person once again, he'll always push the envelope on new game ideas. Jared. Yes, I try to. <laughs> I attempt. <laughs> you, uh, you, you do so quite well. It's, it seems to be your new thing right now, which is every game you're trying to add and incorporate a new thing. Or try something uh, new. Yeah, and I mean, like in in the next game that I'm doing, actually. Um, I'm, uh, I was talking to my brother about it. I went out to Los Angeles to visit my brother. Um, and I was telling him about it cause I can't tell you about it. I'm doing something new actually systems wise. It's not something new drama wise. It's not a new feature that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do something new system wise to improve the system. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm excited for you guys to see it. That game's done, locked, loaded, ready to go. Um, so whenever your game ends, after our prolonged breaks, I mean, yeah, again, we've had like five weeks off here. You know, we had to cancel kind of last minute on the last one here. Um, well, you know what? I, damn Brian for you know having yeah. to move. <laughs> and we got we got a uh, we got uh, my wedding coming up. I've got a honeymoon and stuff like that. So there's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot a lot of time here between it. I I'm hoping. I am hoping that you guys will finish it before the end of the year. Of that, I'm certain. Sorry, little yawn there. Um, but uh, today we're going to talk about um, pushing characters out of comfort zones and um, really breaking the rules in terms of like what you would normally do for characters. So we talk a lot about KYP. Oh, well, I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. We're. This is gonna be the shortest podcast ever. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Slow. 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 There. End, end the podcast. Press the button. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's like, that's it? That, 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 okay, here's our expert advice. Slow. Slow. Um, but no, like seriously, if you walk away from this on one thing, the word is slow. Um, you have to do it slowly. If you try to, to rush and, 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 and do things haphazardly without taking time to think on it what you're going to get is a jumbled piece of poop that's actually the best piece of advice that i would give to any gm is let i mean it, it took me a while it took me a long time not a while it took me a long time to figure it out i just i had to story tell several bad games before yeah, i do before i realized it's not about getting them to the next plot point as quick as possible, no. not letting them stumble into it at their own speed. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard um, because you know you you've built this idea, you've got this amazing thing, um, but and, and you're gonna you're gonna want to you want to use it, but it, it it's all about patience and um, especially with pushing your players to break boundaries. 
and you breaking boundaries. Now, Aaron was going to go into KYC. Um, do you want to finish up that thought before I? Really oh yeah, I was. It? I was just saying, saying you know, typically you you are trying to build a game around what your players are comfortable with. Yes, which is KYP. You're you're, yeah, you're trying KYC, to take that's the customer. You're trying you're trying to uh, figure out what you know your players like and do that. I'm not saying don't do that. Every game should still have something that they like. Yes. Ah. Okay. Maintain some level of familiarity. So you know, do the things they like, but also sprinkle in new things, sprinkle in new themes, new uh, adventures, new tensions, new everything. I mean, like again, you we you talked about the 39 essential conflicts or character yeah. conflicts that we we've talked about before, but um, this is really that kind of moment where you you get to add you know, new flair to your game or try something new. Or if you're going to maybe do um, a flashback and then brings people forward, like you're able to do that. If you build up the cred of the, the, the KYP side of things, knowing your players, it's so important to make sure that they are, they are fed. You're feeding them adequately. Right. But then you're also being like, Oh, and I made this wonderful uh, flan. Let's try that out. Yeah. I made an amuse bouge of flan. Give it a shot. Amouge booze is like a little, like a taster. I, what? I watch Hell's Kitchen. I know. I'm aware of what amouge booze is. Well, I know you know what it is. You fucking like cook 50 course meals. It's my dumb ass who can barely do fucking pancakes. I can't know. Amouge booze. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's fun it'd thing. be a shooter of syrup <laughs> for pancakes. That's how I like my pancakes. Just cut murdered in syrup. Just drowned it. Just drowned it in syrup. Um, so okay. Um here's the thing. Aaron brings up a really good point. So if you want to experiment with something that you are not sure how it's gonna go with the players, right? You're you're pushing the boundaries. You want a good relationship of like ninety five five. Not even 90-10. 95-5. Okay? 95% is stuff. Stuff? Stuff. <laughs> I was going to say shit, but I was like... <laughs> then I was like, no, don't say shit. Use stuff instead. Try to have better better quality of language. And then I'm like, fuck it. That's just who I am. I, I swear. Like, I do. Like, it's, it's part of my life. It's, it's like that, uh... Not as bad as my wife, though. It's like that uh, that that little sound clip they had. It's like, God damn it, God damn, damn it, it, God damn it. <laughs> Cuss like a sailor. It's just it's a fact of life. But <laughs> it's a very funny fact of life. Um, but um, you want about 95.5. So you're introducing one singular uh, uh, event. Now, you want to vet that event before you do it and you want it well planned and well played. Okay. So that's why you want the 95% familiarity because the 95% familiarity is going to go ahead and be like, okay. And when I say 95% familiarity, I'm talking holistically. Okay. I'm keeping the same system. I'm keeping the same, you know, classes. I'm, I'm not trying to push too much uh, too little unless you've got experienced players like I do like fortunately for me I've built up quite a lot of KYP currency you know mainly because you know Brian and Aaron have been my friends since 
grade school. Aaron before grade school, Brian in middle school. Yeah, we're I mean, now so in our thirties. You 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 you've earned the cred. I mean, you can effectively do whatever for a long time. I you can. basically did whatever. I did, <laughs> and and you guys still put up with me, and 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 some, thank, some thank God stuck. for me, still love me. Some of it stuck. A lot of it didn't. A lot of it just died on the table. Just <laughs> not, not that one ain't coming back. Um, but uh, you know, uh, if you are, you might have built up a little bit of currency, but you haven't. Might you know, unlike my players who've experienced a whole lot of different changes in themes, moods, games living, games dying. Um, you know, games going for three months and then Jared suddenly cutting it off. Um, <laughs> poor bastards. I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, the re- the reality is, is that that in doing so, the, the, and the big thing that they think you need to understand if you're listening to this is it's not like you don't need to have like the same story. It doesn't always no. have to be like your every story is because player the players like the story of fighting the necromancer. No, it's not that. It's that like if your player is driven by liking story elements and not, uh, you know more story less uh player driven story okay then you better have your story still be mostly story yeah it should be mostly okay you controlling the action. you changing the elements of the story which is where you're trying to change something new or maybe trying to give the player a little bit of direction saying you have a little bit of impact to tell me how this kind of story fleshes out right. okay but for the most part it's still just story that you've come up with but the player's actions, it's you know, very choose your own adventure then that, that gets you to the, the end of the story. Precisely. And, 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 and really, so like when we say 95.5, we do really mean, his, you know, holistically, you know, you, um, for example, I think one of the best examples actually uh, that I can have of this 95.5 um, is uh, Red Lake. So uh, Red Lake was not a PG-13 uh, game. It, it, it encompassed themes of um, nudity was was a thing because um, the players, as they investigated the victim, had found nude photographs on her computer. Um, Is that a thank- dog? Yeah, it's my neighbor's dog. Okay. I, if, you're, if, you, if you hear a dog barking in the background, that's a dog. Yeah, and Allie always wants to go out and, like, rescue that dog every time she hears it yelp. But it's like, you got to... It's got to go pee. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> Not my dog. My kittens, no. Like, if my kittens yelp, I'm like, oh, my God! We got to take her to the vet right now! Um, But, no, it encompassed themes of of, of, of nudity, uh, which was new. I'd never introduced nudity into a game before, especially pictures of nudity. Um, But it was... It was part of that story it was it was a crucial part that led them down uh, uh, one of the potential reasons she could have been uh murdered and it actually was one of the motives in the end um because these photos had gotten leaked to and the villain had stumbled upon them and that's how he'd become obsessed with her um you know so it was but for 95 percent of the story it was a jared horror you know white wolf system you know action scenes one one to every two sessions uh music implied vague maps in his crappy handwriting uh, it was almost you know it was, it was the, a typical jared game except for this thing and i'm like 
suddenly like holy shit there's a nude person and there's there's a nudie in the evidence <laughs> like um and it was different i yeah. mean it, it, it but you know the thing is is that i knew my players that my players are mature you know i wasn't I'm like like pornography it wasn't like that but you know it was it was definitely nude stills um but I knew my players enough. And like, I got to tell you, I will tell our audience right now. Um, my teeth were on edge with that one. Like I was like, fuck, I might be pushing this way too far. Cause I, you know, I, I wouldn't know if, you know, uh, Brian or Aaron would get upset. Like Jared, that was distasteful. What, what if, what if my fiance looks at my computer while I'm gaming and suddenly there's a nude photograph. Now I got to explain why there's porn on my computer. Um, you know, and I was on, I was on edge cause I'd never, and it was funny cause even as a rational human being, I think both Aaron and Brian could have very adeptly. I mean, Brian's married, he'd been married longer, way longer than I have could have looked at, you know, his wife and been like, yeah, it's a nude photograph from a game that Jared's making. And I assume his wife would have been like, okay, yeah, you guys game, you guys have been doing it for years. Um, Jared's not just forwarding us porn. <laughs> yeah. Jared's not just forwarding us porn. Um, but it, it set my teeth on edge because I'd never done it before. It was that walking into the unknown that was, it was, it was, even though rational Jared says like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay. It'll, it'll be fine. Like there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, this is too far. This is too far. This is pornography. This is too far, you know, but it, it wasn't. And it, it did turn out to be a, another layer into the story. I don't think it was too upsetting for my players, but I also think that it added, it added a different flair. Like, holy shit, Jared's really going, you know, this ain't PG 13 no more. We are now officially in the R rated films. Um, you know, and, and I'm intending on doing that in, in, in my next game. Um, I am actually, you know, uh, Aaron, Aaron is going to hear about it now. Brian will hear about it later, but like, I'm going to put an explicit warning on there. Um, don't worry. It's not going to be porn again. You know, it's, it's not going to be a nudie again. Um, but it, it it's going to involve some themes that, that could be triggering, uh, that could be upsetting. Um, and I hope that I know you both enough well enough that it's not going to upset anyone, but there's still like a part of my heart that's going. Again, the, the, this is the idea of like again, this is one way to push the envelope, which is you're you're trying you're trying to yeah. to explore a new theme. Maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's um, maybe it's not controversial. Maybe it's just saying like I want to add a new man versus nature, which is one of the thirty six uh, or thirty eight whatever essential conflicts, um, which is a survival sort of aspect it, 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 it might just be that you want to tell a different type of story you want to tell like again like it could be all these different little things it could be a scene that you know maybe you are trying to make your players a little bit uncomfortable in a scene maybe like you know you you're trying to add some moral conundrums to your players like do i help this person do i not um maybe you are trying to uh you know you know change combat and like really lethal up your combat to the point where things are really really uh seriously lethal or maybe you're trying to um you know you know get your players to to do actions in games they normal don't normally do like engage in the social aspect or do a puzzle or something like that i mean these are all different things that you can do that that your players may not enjoy doing in a regular basis right. okay but the whole point of doing them i think in again like jared said this is something you do slowly 
is you incorporate a little bit of it and then see how your players like it. Because if they like it, you then have more of a repertoire to work with when you make your next story that allows you to expand and broaden your horizons and try different things. One, you could try to keep doing things down the same line. Like, for example, I've been experimenting a lot with time and uh, kind of reality shifting in my game. Which has been going very well. Okay, the scary thing about time and reality shifting or time and especially like dreams. Like I know Jared hates dream sequences. I hate dream sequences. Okay, I have used dream sequences in my games, but it is, there's been purpose to it. Okay, and it hasn't been enough that it has upset you at this point. Oh, no, in, in your dream sequences, because you used them in a, in a, in a previous game, um, uh, the, the snake one. Yeah. Um, the, the why I hate dream sequences is because everything, all of my actions are for naught, and the lethality is completely zero. I can't die in a dream unless you're falling. I think that's that's the myth that if you're falling in a dream and you actually hit the ground, you die. I don't know. That's an urban legend. But um, <laughs> this is not science. Um, <laughs> it's urban legend. Um, but. Uh, the thing is, is your dream sequences have always been the reward is information. It's knowledge. And that's why I, I don't fly off into a rage and just want to like start knocking pictures off the wall. Like I, I, I learned like there's another game a long time ago that I did um, where I had you do like it was sort of like a test. But the test, you couldn't win by besting the villain. You had to. It, I, I think I think it was meant to like show resolve and courage in the test. I didn't execute it correctly. I think had I executed it properly, it probably could have worked. But instead, what you got from it was that you, no matter what you did, you couldn't win the fight, and you just got upset about it. Uh, well, I mean, who doesn't? And I, I, I don't blame you for for getting upset about uh. that. And. <laughs> That's a, le- that's a that that's a lesson that I, I had to learn there, which was something I was trying to change, but I tried to change something too fundamental. Like I mean, again, if you if you're doing something, like the combat would be a good example there, which is if you're in a combat that you cannot win, do you have to let your players roll through the combat or play through the combat? if you know the outcome is predetermined that they cannot win? Uh, I would get them... <laughs> if if I know they cannot win and I I sent them into the situation or they, they by their own volition went into the situation, I will find a way to get them out. But yeah, but so that... But the, the, the point is like, if your players do not like situations where things are unwinnable... No, nobody does. Nobody does. Okay. Or like if your players don't see that as a story element in the game, like again, maybe they feel like at the end of the combat that, well, you just totally overwhelmed me with like unstoppable odds and I just couldn't overcome. Okay. But you made me do the combat anyways. No, skip. Yeah. Skip the combat or present them with a situation where they realize like, I can't overcome this, so I shouldn't bother getting into the combat. Yeah, the, I, like, I, I like, would just hit the hit the fast forward button on that. 
Like literally, we now enter cinematic mode. Boom, done. Like don't 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 have them fight the one person who's the Terminator that captures all of them. Okay. I fucking hate that. That shit. would. Oh my god, that is one of my pet peeves. That, you should, that, that, you should that, put that in an episode of Do Not Do That. That that would drive that would drive you nuts. Instead, if you want to capture them, have a squad of people come out, guns trained on them, and they're like, "Okay, I guess we're being captured right now." Skip the combat where you where you embarrass your players. Yeah. Oh my god. And 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 move and move on to you know something where like if you want to push them into, I want to force my players into I have, surrender. That has happened to me. Now that you've mentioned it, it's happened to me several times when people are like. You know, like roll for an you fall asleep. Roll for an alertness plus perception. I'm like, okay, roll for an alertness plus perception. Like, you wake up and someone's jabbing a needle into your neck. Like, why did you even have me roll? So I didn't know that somebody jabbed a fucking needle into my neck. It it didn't. Again, these are things that don't tend not to bring up. Um, you're. It's it's one of those things where like like you're not pushing your players in the right direction like you're, right. you're pushing the envelope in the wrong direction now again how you determine whether or not capture is an acceptable thing put them up against a threat that you feel like is a good threat and if the threat wins and captures them that's a theme you can explore but if you just want to capture your players and show that your players will move along with the capture capture your players by overwhelming them and being like force them into the capture but you sir Guess what I get to do for once? What? Welcome back to the topic, Aaron. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I get to do that once. Did you just hear that, ladies and gentlemen? I got to do that. For once, I wasn't on the train heading into way off of topic. <laughs> so, back to... Just give it topic. five minutes. <laughs> Aaron sits there very confidently. Give it five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Jared's staying on topic, pushing him outside his comfort zone. <laughs> there we go. There's pushing me outside my comfort zone. So, um, you know, when, when you're doing this, as Aaron said, you know, like it, it, it's hilarious because, you know, I think we started off this podcast with saying something about a namouge bouge. Um, you know, the small tasting, and that's what you're really starting off with is the small tasting. And you're seeing if, if your players like it now. The trick is, is that uh, some people, the trick is, it's not a fucking trick. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, uh, this one simple trick. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Um, so. <laughs> number eight will amaze you. <laughs> number eight will amaze you. Uh, <laughs> I am clickbait. You're bad, dude. You are. Now you're trying to pull me off topic. So, um. Once you give them the taster and and everyone goes, oh my god, this was freaking awesome. That was that was a really cool scene. Um, there's going to be a part of you that's going to going to be like, this is now in the toolbox. Going to use this for everything. Trust me, it is it is going to be a natural urge. You're going to be pulling off that high of success. Like, oh my god, I tried something dangerous, and and it worked. Now I want to use it all the time. And, that, and that's, that's, it's kind of a stumbling block. Trust me. I know I've done it. I've done it a hundred thousand times. Um, you need to be measured with it. So the first time, you know, you gave them an amouge booze next time, give them a freaking appetizer. You know, it happens twice in a game, maybe three times. Okay. But it, it's, it, you're still at this time, you know, when you've got this new theme, let's say it's, it's graphic, um, 
you know, kills, right? So you're just, you're giving more of a description of what happens when, when people bite it, right? You're saying like the blood falls from the, from the lip and blah, 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 right? So the thing is, is that you should still only be looking at like an 80-20. Because guess what? Just because your players like the Amouche Bouge, now you're going to see if whether or not they like it with frequency. Your players right. might like chocolate mousse, but maybe they don't want to eat it the entire meal. Right, exactly. You know, so next time try it with just a little bit more. You know, um, maybe have it happen three times in a game and see if the players are still hooked on it. Um, and before I forget, because trust me, you know, we all know me. I'm, I'm very forgetful. Um one of the key points to this, and this is this is hard for a lot of people. Uh, it's not hard for me. I I enjoy this quite often. Is the key one of the keys to this is uh, feedback. You have to go out for feedback after it. It's it's hard for some people to receive critical feedback. Fortunately for me, I live off of critical feedback. Um, but you're gonna have to at the end of game be like, hey guys, I tried this new thing. What did you think? You need to steal yourself for the possibility of being like somebody being like. Yeah, I'm going to say that that 90% of the time you're going to get, oh, yeah, we liked it. That was cool. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, I don't have any real opinion on it. You're not going to get it. You, 99% of the time you're not going to get a freaking round of applause, but you're not going to get a either. Every, every now and then you're going to have people who go like, that was really cool. I really liked that. That was very interesting. I, I thought I really enjoyed that. It made it very grip, the scene very gripping. Um, and you'll like 1% of the, like very f- infrequently, you'll probably get somebody say like, that was really bad. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, <clears throat> that's exactly what I was expecting with the, with the, with the nude, uh, photographs. I was expecting someone to potentially be like, don't ever do that again. Um, or, you know, certain aspects that I had to gain. I'm, I'm always anticipating the Jared please God, don't ever do that again. Um, but that's, that's the, the, the risk of pushing the envelope of pushing the edge and, and getting your players outside of their comfort zones. You know, you know, Aaron and I talked on a, a long time ago about, uh, bringing love into game. Very difficult. I have, I have found it to be very difficult. Some people might find it to be easy. Like, Oh dude, love stories. I got, I got a boyfriend and girlfriend in my party and they, it's always a romantic meeting with those two. So I've always got love present. Um, don't forget what's typical for some of your players are, uh, not typical for others. Uh, you know, just cause Dan and, and Susie are boyfriend and girlfriend and they always find love. So there's always an aspect of love in your game. Um, doesn't mean that Bill, who's sitting across the table, who doesn't have a girlfriend who games, um, is getting that experience. Go out to Bill. Uh, you know, and, and again, KYP, know your players, because love is, whew, it can be tricky for someone to be like, she stares into your eyes longingly. I can do that with freaking Aaron. He, I've known him since swimming lessons. Um, you know, but if I stared into, I don't know, you know, like a new player's eyes, someone that I haven't known for like three months and be like, she stares in your eyes lovingly. They might be like, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Again, KYP. KYP, know your players. Uh, move in slowly. Uh, do, you know, start a love scene with, with someone who, you know, would be comfortable with the idea and then consider expanding it. Um, so, but you're going to require feedback. You're going to need feedback. You need to steal yourself for the critical feedback, except that some of these experiments are going to fail. They're going to fail. Some of your players are not going to like it. 
like, dude. And, the, and that's where KYP doesn't come in. So you minimize the risk of people going, dude, that was pretty fucking stupid. Or please don't ever do that again. That's where K, K, knowing your players really comes into, into effect because you might be tempted to bring a love scene into your games. It's so funny that the act of love is like so foreign in, in uh, role-playing considering it's like typical in, in, in many other things. Um, but the idea of love, we we can conquer topics like like people getting their hearts ripped out and the horrors of the unknown, but love? Oh my God, how do we grip that one? It, it listen it's 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 tough because you're again it, it's one of those things it, it I, I would wager that most tables probably struggle with it because you don't you don't see it as being Drachnor the the destroyer is talking to Eleanor the the high elf or whatever it's uh you know you've got you've got like Bob talking to Susie. Like, <laughs> and, now, and now you have a very awkward situation at the table. You know, it, was, like, it was great. Um, actually, uh, earlier uh, in, in my role-playing career, uh, uh, Chris and I actually had characters who were romantically involved, even though we weren't. It was, it was really cool, actually, as uh, doing those scenes with her. But as player and player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's a, it's a little bit different because two players are tr- are exploring some interesting things, so they've already kind of built. Yeah, and I think that, it's also because you know, uh, Chris and I had a lot of trust together. I mean, uh, uh, you know, she was she knew I was much. I was like a little brother to her. Not, uh-huh. You know, that's why I wasn't. I don't think there was any like. Oh, does she have any feelings for me? Like, um, she's like ten years my senior. Uh, no. <laughs> Jared, they're there, little Jared. Um, Again, but you, you, you're you, you, you had that there in a game that you got to explore with, you know, a friend in the game. Yeah, it was, um, it was it, really cool. It's, it's, it's a, a little experience. Again, it's always different. You know, depending on you know if you're the GM, you're talking to different people throughout the table. Again, you are as the GM, you are many people at that table. Yes, and so it, it, it's interesting. But again. I also question what's really important when you think about breaking the rule, like breaking your rules or pushing players out of their comfort zone. Are you doing it for a purpose? Ah, always got to have the purpose. So like, do you want to explore love in your games? Because it's a theme that, that your players, maybe you've, you've heard inklings from your players, or maybe you feel like this is going to take the game to the next, the next level. Yes. Um, you know, you, you, you don't want to just do it because you're like, you're like you know what? I'm going to try this thing and we're just going to see what happens. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do, but for the most part, it should have purpose. Usually it has purpose. purpose. Usually usually you're probably thinking of a story you want to tell, mm-hmm. but you you go, that's not going to work because my players don't like this type of story. But in order to do it... Give them the amuse-bouge. Give them the amuse-bouge. Okay? Give try them a it. little amuse-bouge. Try it out. Can we do, you know... You know, you know, do you want to do a game that has more puzzles in it? Okay, we'll try a little puzzle. See what's going on. See if see if your players are you can even slip amenable it into to your it. to your current game that you're going to. You know, or or, or, or storytelling or playing in. You know, uh, you can just slip it in. Ga- it engage interest at the table. Get feedback for it, and then 
just be like, okay, I can make this game work, or this is the areas that I have to change in the game so that way it's going to fit the players better. Yeah, and, and and can I make this? And after you get past like the doing it, you know, two three times in a in a game and blah blah blah, uh, then you might just consider it a regular part of your toolbox. You know, music is a regular part of my freaking toolbox. It just is. You know, I remember when we first started having music in game. You know, and 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 that was strikingly new. Now it's just a music a game without music would be weird. We all we always had the iTunes playlist. You eventually started incorporating that in games, and it, it's made it's made the the experience even more enjoyable. I think exactly. I, right now I feel like you you need to you, we almost need to have music to make the games even better than they they are before. It's now standard. It's now SOP. What music am I going to have in there? Um, but you know it's 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 you know I played around with dynamic lighting I did one game with dynamic lighting on roll 20 if you don't know what that is look it up roll 20 fantastic website highly recommend it um uh it's an online platform for the our listeners who don't do you want to do a chase do you want to do oh man doing chases are so hard do you want to do a mass combat do you want to do a um you know there's all sorts of things do you want to do a negotiation do you want to do a hostage negotiation that'd be fun um never done one of those do you want to do like i mean think about the things the negotiator i could do it i think i could be a hostage negotiator you 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 think about all these things and they they just they expand the types of stories you could tell because um for example like our investigations you start thinking about like the basis of like what is going on behind the scenes like it's probably someone got murdered Somebody <laughs> say it was such disdain. So he got murdered. So I got murdered. <laughs> so he got Shit. kidnapped or missing persons. Oh, I have to go figure it out. <laughs> Christ, man! It's more than that. You know, there there are limited numbers of things that you can investigate. Or we're we're investigating paranormal activity. Like, I'm going to investigate. I don't know something weird now unicorns you had us uh, again that would fit right now <laughs> it would fucking unicorns i could see like some some like elven princess approach us and be like i lost buttercup the other day in the field there we go. like who's buttercup like a unicorn, a unicorn. <laughs> didn't you know like she's, what she's <laughs> the pride unicorn uh but <laughs> her mother was a mother um Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> Seinfeld thing there. Um, but no, um, when, 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 uh, trust me, doing some, just, just changing things up, but just a little bit can, can breathe a whole new life into your games. Um, you know, for, for my next game, uh, that I'm doing, that's a built done, ready to go. Uh, I was, I started crafting it and then I wasn't really thrilled with it. I'll be honest. I wasn't thrilled. It was kind of same old shit, different day. Right. But I have to admit, I was kind of coming off of a um, of a uh, little bit of a rough patch in my writing. Um, you know, uh, I'll I'll be open and honest with our listeners. I was coming off of a little bit of a of a depressive stint. Um, I think it was, a lot of it was having to do with uh, the amount that I was traveling. Um, in you know the just one week I'm here, one week I'm there, and 
I was never home. Um, and I really, uh, and so I was dealing with uh, some, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be open and honest with our listeners because I'm always open and honest about my OCD. So, but it was, it was new. I've never dealt with uh, depression before. Um, and uh, I'm better now. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now that the travel has substantially uh, backed off. Um, so I just needed a game just to get back into writing, kind of get my feet back in the water. And then I found something that I was like, you know what, I really try this and it got me excited about that game that's really what pushed me to completion was was this new aspect of um the system believe it or not it wasn't it's not even like i i i'm, I'm telling you aaron you're, you're gonna look at it and be like well that's not very impressive but for me it was like it's a damn good idea like and in that energy of doing something new doing something fresh right and it's not even like it's not i'm, I'm not changing worlds here it literally has to do with one role. I will tell you that right now. I'm telling Aaron. I'm looking him right in the face. Right in the face, listeners. And telling him, like, it's one fucking role. But for me, it gave me the excitement and the energy of, like, dude, this is brilliant, Jared. Way to go. Way to look at, at it in a different way from now on. It took more work. It did. Like, this, this one particular role will now be more complicated. Or, sorry, it took more prep time to prepare for it. But it's going to be worth it. Because, because trust me, I, I think you guys are really going to love it. I think you're going to adopt it. I have no doubt. I, but it's an amuse-bouge. I'm giving it a shot. One game. If it doesn't work out, guess what, guys? We'll never have to do it that way again. <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually, I, I, I tried something in this game as well that I'm running. Um, you've been doing a whole lot of shit, so what? <laughs> okay, you've been I, fucking I, with reality, this, fucking with time. The, like the, 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 This game... If, if you like the end of it, it sets up a whole bunch of games. Like, I have a whole series of games that come off. You of put it. us in space, motherfucker. What else are you doing? <laughs> um, but one of the things I did is I adopted a piece from a different system, uh, um, from the, the hybrid game system uh, that uh, um, uh, Matthias Johansson, he, he, he runs that one. And he... He he has he has this the, the concept of the ite mm-hmm. uh, points, and I've given both you and Brian ite points. Yeah, and it, I've loved it, and and it, it lets you do I a dramatic. Yeah, I know you do. Um, it lets you do a dramatic edit. It lets you do some some different things, and it's something that I've never given the players before. I was like, boy, I wonder how they're going to do it because I have very cautious players. Okay, you do. so I feel like you guys like to stash these things to hold on to it. Brian used it. I know it was shocking, but he did it in such the right way. Brian used it completely in character, and it was it was like it was like okay, I feel much better about having given it out now. Yeah, and we're not hoarding it like dwarves in a cave. I'm not. I'm not waiting for you to you know. Again, I'm not. I'm not sure what you're going to end up using it for. Jared's been hoarding his. No, so, I'm, so, I'm, sometimes, I'm, sometimes I feel like you've forgotten you have it. But. Sometimes I do. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, um, but no, I'm I'm saving it for that Chris moment. Um, because that's what when you know Rachel would use it by the way like there, there's something else for players like going out yourself uh, and trying something new like like I am playing a fur female character for the first time in my life and I have never had so much fun at game it's because you get to personify your wife I do <laughs> it is so much fun <laughs> it's so much fun I'm having a blast um you know, so with with players, also feel feel free to 
push the edge a little bit. Talk to your storyteller if you want to push a theme. Talk to them. You know, get the the thing about the storytelling and, and role playing in general is this is supposed to be a collaborative exercise. I said exercise. Oh my god, I need to take a vacation and again. It's a collaborative exercise. It's a, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. You know, it's 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 we it's us coming together as a community, as 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 a group of friends, as a group of individuals, uh, and building something really cool uh, in 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 the in the mind's eye. You know, which is which is just it's something of wonders and something of dreams. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit! You know, we're building things in mind's eye. You know, I don't I don't write a castle on a piece of paper I write it in in, in in Aaron's mind you know and 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 then we get together and we play this collaborative game so you know players don't 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 forget to leap out maybe inspire your storyteller to do something new give them an idea okay why don't you try this now for you players be ready for storytellers to be like no it's still their game give them their creative license okay uh be okay with them being like no, because like, like to be perfectly honest with Ken, he always wanted a romantic story and he wanted like a deeply romantic story. Like, I was just like, I don't feel comfortable staring into your eyes. I didn't. It's kind of funny. He left before I would get comfortable doing that shit. He left right when I was starting to get comfortable with shit like that. And that he would have loved that shit. Oh, hindsight. Hindsight. Anyways, you got anything else to add to this one, Jared? Nope, I'm good. Alrighty, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, If you like the episode or or if you got comments on the episode, you want to hear a topic yourself, uh, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. Uh, You can also find us on YouTube. We're at uh, um, youtube.com, levelupyourgaming. Uh, Go ahead and search for us. And uh, think of a new way to smash that like button smash it then smash it um and uh you know if you like the podcast recommend it to a friend uh you know subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed we got a lot of great episodes keep coming out um we uh we do appreciate it uh, also review our podcast uh, if you have the opportunity uh apple podcast or pod chaser wherever you get your podcast just help us be more searchable for other people who want to also get involved in this community and this uh this great hobby um but anyways that's gonna wrap us up for today for jared i'm aaron have a great week everyone have a great week everyone